Yo, welcome back to another episode of On Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and today's episode we are joined by a very special guest, current professional football player Nick Eilers. Nick Nick currently plays in in the professional in the professional football world. He played last season with the uh, Rapid City Marshals and the Selena Liberty uh, of the Champions Indoor Football Football League, the CIF. He also had a stint with the Iowa Barnstormers in the Indoor Football League. And I know he's going to Carolina this year in the in the NOF, you said, right? NAL, the National Arena League. Yes, sir. NIL. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll touch base on all of that. And he played college football at Elmhurst University, which is both of our uh, – we're both Elmhurst alums. So it's good to get an Elmhurst alum, especially a professional Elmhurst alum that's on the show. So uh, it's going to be a fun, fun episode, Nick. So welcome to the show, Nick Eilers. Yeah, man. It's great to have – have you? It's great to meet you finally. We've been trying to get this going for almost a month now, so it's, it's great to finally link up and start talking about just everything, you know, get to know each other a little bit, and hopefully this relationship is something that we can extend towards after this episode. I'm really looking forward to get this rolling. Yeah, absolutely. I love love that, and, like, we'll, we'll definitely still connect and everything and like grow the friendship outside of the, the episode for sure. And like, it's just good to get someone that knows, knows the grind go went through adversity, like you, like you have. And like, it's just good to meet, meet you and meet you. And hopefully we meet, we'll meet in person one day too. Yeah, man, definitely. For sure. That sounds like a plan. Yeah, absolutely. But like, how, how are things going with you? I know your season starts in, in March. So like what's going on with you right now and how's training? Yeah, so right now, I've been home since, like I said, I think April, April or May, beginning of May and April, and it's just been a, a every single day, just putting some type of work in, trying to get one percent better every single day. Whether that's I'm in the weight room, I'm throwing on the field, or I'm doing my plyometrics, my speed and agility stuff. You know, just everything that I do, I incorporate. I do a lot of like rotational training, rotational power training to help me with my arm strength. Something that might sound a little goofy, but uh, I dribble a ball around the neighborhood three and a half miles every single day of basketball. So that's something that I learned a couple of summers ago that uh, I learned that constant, like that motion right there to help with my arm strength. So the neighbors definitely know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> hearing that ball bounce at all times of the day that's that's something that I've incorporated and it's uh it's got me talking with a lot of people around the neighborhood and even some cars that are like drive by through the neighborhood there was a uh like a a detour outside of the neighborhood they were putting a roundabout at the stop sign right outside the neighborhood and well this is like a summer or two ago I think and so just like cars would have to cut through my neighborhood to get to the other side of the road and vice versa to do what they needed yeah. to do. And I was at the golf course one time and uh, just my, my own business and some random person, I guess, happened to drive by like a couple of days prior. And they're like, I saw you the other day. How do I know you? I was like, I have no idea. So I think I saw you dribbling a basketball. And so I had to explain all what that was about and everything like that. So, so yeah, man, just, Every day chipping away, one percent better. Just trying to get to the NFL. That's that's the main. That's the main goal. Yeah, there, there you go. Hell yeah, I love, I love that. And like, as goofy as sound as it may sound, like you just got to find w extra ways to help yourself get better. Like whether that be like bouncing the basketball, like you said, three and a half miles, and like 
just doing whatever you can to get build that build that arm strength build the coordination just everything like that like there's a lot of goofy stuff out there but if it works if it works for you like you might as well just keep doing it because it's gonna gonna help you in the long run yeah man for sure it's just like you said finding goofy things that work you know got to stand out be different than the rest of your competition and that's one way i've i've found a way to separate myself yeah absolutely like uh like since we're on the goofy topic like one goofy thing i do is like especially like when we go to the public gym like it's people will definitely give me like weird looks like i'll like i'll grab like a 10 to 12 pound weight and like i'll pretend like i'm making saves with like my glove and my blocker so like i'll just be going like this with like 10 pound weights and everyone everyone probably looks at me like what the what the hell is this guy doing like all, all my teammates are like if we didn't know you were a goalie we'd think you'd be you'd be crazy yeah man it's just i get the same type of thing some of the things i do in the gym too so hey man people it'll it'll it's good like that because then you get to meet people people like hey yeah. what are you doing what are you doing that for and, and you can make connections that way you never know like some random time you're doing that and person that you were meant to meet that could help change your situation yeah possibly run into just because you're doing that goofy thing you know yeah exactly like it helps it helps like the arm speed and just getting to the pucks faster it's like i'm gonna do whatever it takes to get better and to continue to progress every single day and move up the professional ranks like you are yeah man yeah man i love to hear it bro for real it's good it's, good. it's crazy we got two professional athletes or alumni from my Elmhurst right now yeah it's definitely wild uh wild to think about and, like i i love connecting with guys like like that like i know there's a there's a few more that i've ran into so it's just crazy to run into and like just tell their tell each other's stories and just you create a friendship out of it yeah man it's this way it should be life just meeting people and connecting and just pushing and getting getting to meet people that are going to push you to be better every single day than what you are like that's that's really what I'm about right now is just finding people who are going to really push me in every aspect of my life from mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and every, every aspect. Like that's, if, if you're not helping me in that, in that type of way, like, yeah, we can be cool and everything, but yeah, I got pushed that. I got pushed the other stuff aside. Like I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to be the greatest human being on this earth possibly, you know, like I'm trying to try to compete with the greatest. Yeah. That, that's what you just got to do whatever you can to like, get find those influential people the people that are gonna gonna help you and just stay stay with them like even if it's a small group like small groups are sometimes better than the bigger groups oh yeah for sure man i definitely know a little bit about the alley man i got the people i live with in my house my mom my stepdad my little sister and i don't, I don't really got a whole lot of i mean I, I got all my boys from elmhurst that like yeah. i'm like we're super close with i'm super super grateful for that opportunity the Cause I was there only what a year, a year. Yeah. I was there a year. Cause I got my, uh, my master's degree from Elmhurst. So I was there only a year. And then that last year eligibility that I had, I ended up foregoing it to get back home. I had some professional opportunities that came as soon as I got home. And so I, I wasn't expecting to leave all those friendships and relationships behind because it happened within a couple of days, it, it kind of, I had to make a decision pretty fast and it definitely hurt me. And I, I know it hurt some of the guys that expected me to be around for a whole, whole another 10 week 
season and through the end of the semester. But, but man, I, I love all those guys. So, but man, it's it's a journey. Yeah, it's it's a journey for sure. And like, I wanna I wanna get into like what made you really like start loving the game of football. Like how so like how old were you when you first started throwing throwing the ball? And like when what was that moment where you're like, this is what I want to do professionally? Yeah. So growing up, I didn't really play football like collectively. I played in fifth and sixth grade after I was a really, really good soccer player. Like that was what I was really good at. I was great at soccer. I played played basketball on the side, I played baseball on the side, like through grade school. And then fifth and sixth grade came around. I wanted to try playing football, but I didn't get the chance to play quarterback because you know how how it is and kind of peewee, you know, yeah. the coach, whatever they just kind of place you wherever they want to place you. So after that uh sixth grade season, all I went to a Catholic grade school. So there wasn't like a public school that I was playing on. I was playing on like Catholic feeder teams. So like all the Catholic school boys like in the area from all the different Catholic schools, like all played on these different teams. And so the Catholic school that I went to, all my boys, we played soccer together and we were winning championships every single year and like going to state. And so we decided to give that up in fifth and sixth grade, like I said. And then after that sixth grade year, like we were all like, man, let's let's give it one more one more go in our seventh and eighth grade year before we before we had the high school, different high schools. And so seventh grade, we came back, won another championship in soccer. And then in eighth grade, we uh, we got really close again to, to repeating, but fell short. So, but all through that whole time, like I knew once I got to high school, because that was the main reason I decided to go to the high school in the area was yeah. to play football. And so like growing up, like I always knew that I could throw the ball, like, I got a, a picture on this like in like kindergarten when you have like your like uh, MVP most important person of the week or whatever they do yeah for all the runners or whatever you gotta make a poster board and whatnot like just like ask what you do what you want to be when you grow up like in kindergarten like I said I want to play in the NFL and so that was just always in the back of my mind I just never really knew how or when I was gonna step into all that but as a little kid I knew like I want to play football and so in about the first or second grade the uh the priest at the school came in and he said every single person on this earth has a purpose he said you just need to ask God and he'll show you what your purpose is and as long as you follow follow the steps that he shows you and leads you to get to that purpose so you'll walk into it and so since first grade or second grade, whenever that conversation was, that had stuck with me forever because he had said, he said, I asked God to show me what my purpose was and said it was to become a priest. So like I said, that conversation at the age of no older than 10, like it's been with me since to that day. And so, like I said, I go through grade school playing soccer and then my freshman year of high school, me and my best friend, who live in the same city, who transferred into my Catholic school as a sixth, in sixth grade. So we had a couple of years together. We spent, grew super close, and he was a really good baseball player. And we knew that my opportunity to play football and his opportunity to play baseball would be at the public school that's right down the street from where we, where we grew up. So as a freshman in high school, that's when 
I stepped into that quarterback position. Finally, I came in on the first couple of days uh, of doing like seven on sevens. I got the opportunity to get the starting job immediately. And the kid that was playing in eighth grade, um, he ended up switching positions to play receiver, which his name is also Nick, and uh, which is crazy. And so at first, I don't, I don't know how, how how much he loved me coming in trying to play quarterback because he was pretty good at his eighth grade year, and he probably thought that he was going to do that all through high school and whatnot. Yeah. But as soon as I came in, like, we immediately, like, became really close, and he ended up switching positions, which in the long run, he ended up playing Division One football, playing receiver, and had a great career. And that's one of my boys. And uh, so, yeah, so – Freshman year, me and him are killing it. He's playing receiver, I'm playing QB, and is calling it the Nick and Nick show. And uh, you know, we're we're kind of getting the talk from from the varsity coaches and the rest of the people around around the town, like, hey, like, yo, who who's this kid coming in? And so, my sophomore junior year, I played a little JV, hoping to get uh get a chance to play my senior year, and you know, some circumstances happened out of my control. I didn't get a chance to play. So all through high school, I didn't, I didn't throw one varsity pass in high school. So off of the JV film that my stepdad was collecting off of his iPhone, I got to send all that out to colleges. And I finally got an opportunity. I got a preferred walk-on at a startup program in Cincinnati called Cincinnati Christian University, which is an NAIA school. And so after that first semester, I got some scholarship money. So I earned a scholarship after that first semester of being a walk-on at a NAI program that was a startup. And so through, through what was it, 2019, we were really struggling, you know, getting inconsistent playing time with the other guys. We're, we're not winning any games. In 2019, the program closes down. The whole school shuts down, goes bankrupt right before, uh, I believe it was right before Thanksgiving break. So they said, as soon as you get back from Thanksgiving, you're going to finish your semester and you're going to find somewhere else to go to school. Wow. Yeah. So that was, that was a big reality shock. So I had a couple years of eligibility left. I had, what did I have? I had, I had two years eligibility I left, I believe, when I transferred. So I transferred to another school right down the street um, in Cincinnati called Mount St. Joseph University. I came in hoping to get an opportunity to compete for the job again. You know, circumstances don't work out the way that you think and that you are grinding for. But right before, uh, right before the season started, COVID hit. And so we had to cancel the season or no, cause I transferred in that spring or yeah, that spring semester. So before spring ball, it was, uh, yeah. COVID hit, we get to go home. That's what it was. And so that, that honestly was probably the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life was COVID hitting because up until that point, I always felt like I put in the most work compared to any anyone and I was always out working people but COVID right there having gyms closed and all that downtime like 
that put me into a whole nother mode that I had never been in my entire life. Like that's where I really developed the mentality of no days off where from that point till today, like I'm doing something every single day. And so we were hopping on uh, zoom calls with our coaches, started to learn the playbook for when we get back, hoping that the season was going to be in the fall that I got pushed back to the spring. So during all those zoom calls that were, chit-chatting, learning the playbook, all that stuff. Our coach is like, hey, um, when you guys are putting work in, you know, shoot me shoot me a video, shoot me a text, shoot me a picture, just whatever you're doing. And yeah. so from that point on for the next, like, four and a half, five months, so we were just home chilling, not doing anything. Like, he got a picture every single day. And you you can call him up, ask him that. And he, he, probably, he probably got real annoyed that <laughs> – that he was getting the message from me every single day, but I was letting him know that like when I come back, like I'm I'm gonna take this job and I'm gonna win it. And so I was in the weight room. Luckily, one of one of the people that I'm close to back home, who lives in Tampa now, I don't get to see him a whole lot. Uh, he he had a weight room in his basement, so with all the gyms closed, I'm in that weight room four or five times a week, getting a lift in, and then. Man, I, I shout him out. Uh, shout out Zook. That's my boy. He was he was on that field with me all the time during during uh during COVID. Like we're hitting that field, and even though he didn't play any football like in college, he played linebacker in high school. Like he was running routes for me, and then when he couldn't run routes for me, I'm hitting someone else. Like the amount of people that I've had someone just stand in place or run routes for me since COVID is it's it's a pretty big number because. I'm trying to keep my arm loose. I'm trying to keep yeah. it, keep it going, keeping just so I'm not falling behind. And I really think that separated me and that that really upped my game in a in a few months span. And like Kobe Bryant says, he likes to talk about um, exponential growth. He's like, if you're in the weight room or you're you're training once every three days. He's like, compared to if you're training once, twice, three times every single day, he's like, you're going to take a leap that's far greater the more and more that you're putting work in. And so, you know, during this time, I'm really tapping in with with uh, my, my spirituality again through from, from when I was a little kid. I kind of fell out of it when I went through high school. And so COVID was really that time where – I got back into it and so I'm trusting God. I'm talking to God every single day and I'm putting in work and it's just COVID. COVID was a great, a great time for me compared to a lot of people. Uh, and uh, I'm really thankful for that. And so I get back to school thinking I'm gonna have opportunity to compete. Whether, whether, whether it's in my hands or it's not, it, it's, Looking back on it now, I think of it like, like uh, God. God wasn't ready for me to step into the role that I was thinking I was ready for at yeah. that time. So, so I don't get a chance to play in that spring season, and you know I'm really down. But I got two more years of eligibility left because we all got that year back the season didn't didn't count towards your yeah. eligibility transferred 
And that's when I came into Elmhurst and uh, transferred to Elmhurst. And, you know, it started, started off a little rocky at first, but towards the, towards the middle of the season, I started to get some playing time. And uh, I really started to show like, okay, finally, like I'm stepping into what I've worked for for a long, long time now since, since high school, since COVID, all that, all that time. And that, that summer leading into COVID or leading into Elmhurst was when I developed the basketball thing. So I go to Elmhurst. I finally get my opportunity a little bit. I'm putting some good stuff on tape. And the season ends. I'm, I'm pretty high at the end of the season. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I, I put a little bit together. Like, I got one more year eligibility left. We got a lot of potential as a team going forward. Yeah. And so going all through uh, the wintertime, I'm, I'm bust my ass every single day. Like, I don't know who you know from the football team, but if you talk to those guys, I was hitting all those receivers, all those tight ends up every single day. Like, there was days where I was out on that field like three, four, five times a day. Luckily for me, all my classes were online through the master's program. So, yeah. So uh, I had all day to just chill, work out, do whatever. And so when those guys were out of class or before class, eight o'clock in the morning, seven thirty in the morning before they got their classes, hey, let's let's hit the field, let's hit the field. Okay, he's done. I got another guy getting out of class at one o'clock. Hey, you got two hours before your next one? All right, get here, let's throw. He's there. Okay, cool. Next guy's out at three o'clock, three thirty. That's a good time. I can get out of my second throwing session, grab a little bite to eat real quick in the roost. I'm going to meet you there at 3.34 o'clock when you get out of class. All right, cool. And I'm getting all my guys three, four, five, six times a week, which with all the times I'm throwing every single day, it's I'm throwing like 10, 15 times. Like my yeah. arm is – at the end of the week, I'm like, man, my arm's starting to get a little tired. But with the way that I've developed – and I've transformed my mechanics and everything. There's a uh, a page on Instagram, and they got a Twitter page as well, which I had never I hadn't seen them until within the last like year or so. It's called Locked In QB, and they're really showing you like how to avoid arm pain and how to change your mechanics, and just naturally before I even like really found out who these guys were and everything. Like my mechanics were just kind of naturally changing whether I don't even really know how they were, yeah. but they, they slowly were, which looking back on it, it's kind of, it's, it's weird. But so like, I wasn't really experiencing the arm pain or the shoulder pain that a lot of, a lot of guys that are throwing the ball a certain way are. And so I find that this page is like teaching all this and how these guys are throwing like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and then how guys like Tom Brady are changing the mechanics up to avoid and, avoid that shorter pain and all that stuff I'm learning. I'm like, okay, like, and I'm starting to implement this stuff even more to where I've got to, to now. So during that, uh, that spring, spring, uh, spring with, uh, Elmhurst and all those guys putting in work like crazy. Like I said, we had a competition. It was called the, um, the do more challenge. And, you got points for putting in like field work and you got points for like, like 
doing well in the classroom. I single-handedly, we had teams of like three and four amongst like the hundred guys that we had on the team. So there was teams up amongst three or four through the hundred. I single-handedly by myself won the challenge. (laughs) I had whatever the amount of points was. I beat out the second team compared like they their whole team i out i won the challenge by myself i was a single team of one i would have won the challenge by myself that's That's, crazy yes commitment right there so yeah so i left every single thing that i had to all those guys and that that so the coaching staff a couple of the guys got fired so they brought in a couple new guys right before spring ball started we go through spring i'm killing it in spring we go into fall camp after another summer of just every single day just grinding and i was putting and i had enough money saved up and living at home where i my parents were like hey like like we know how serious you take this like we know what your long-term goal is is to get to the nfl like we support you like I said, I had enough money saved up where I didn't really need to spend anything. I'm eating meals at home. I'm just training. And so I didn't work a job. What would it be last summer? Not the summer we just had, but the summer prior. Yeah. And so I'm putting in like 40 plus hours a week just training. I'm in the weight room. I'm dribbling my ball. I'm doing speed ladder. I'm throwing every single day when I'm not, when I don't have receivers, I have a net that I got outside my house where I'm in that just throwing, throwing, throwing. I'm just working my fucking ass off. And so we come to the season with the whole, with the new coaching staff that are running the offense, you know, I didn't get the opportunity that I thought I was going to get. You know, some things, like I said, I had some professional opportunities that I was talking to some coaches like during the summertime before I got back to school about, hey, like we possibly want to sign you like after your season and vice versa. Uh, just just keep us updated on like what, what happens and yeah. or so going through camp and I was like, man, like, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't feeling like it was time for me to go through the whole season. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get back home and I'm I'm going to push this prof- professional thing a little sooner than I, than I thought I was going to. And so I get home once again, I'm training, I'm training, I'm training so hard up until February when I left to go to Rapid City. And uh, I got, let me see, hopefully it, hopefully this doesn't, let me see. You can still see me right now? Yeah. Let me see. I had – so within the first week that I got home, and I was praying on it and just everything. Like, I was super hurt that I had to – I ended up leaving, like I mentioned before. And yeah, I thought I was going to have a whole another, another season with the guys. And I love all of them so much. And uh, – but I got – within the first week that I was home, I received – a a free agent camp invite to at the time it was called hub but is now called grid camps and tom brady's agent 
actually ran this event, who was in charge of this event. Oh, there we go. And so I show up, I go out to San Diego in, I believe it was November. It was supposed to be in October, but there was the hurricanes that were going on in Florida yeah. and they had to move the event. So they ended up moving it to San Diego. And so I'm there with some really good quarterbacks, some really good receivers and DBs and a, a lot of a lot of excellent talent and from guys that were either in the NFL or in other professional leagues trying to get back to the NFL or whatever it may be. So I go to this camp and I had myself a day. I had myself a day. And so I got an evaluation from the the NFL scouts and USFL scouts that were running it. And it says an accurate passer who takes what the defense gives him, possesses the ability to make all the throws and showcases excellent touch. The short to intermediate part of his passing game is where he thrives. His best attribute may be his deep ball. Can push the ball downfield, throws a pretty spiral, and knows when to take some mustard off the dog. Inside the pocket, eludes excellent confidence, poise, is very calm, cool, and collected, and is very coachable. And the only knock that I had was my size is because I'm not the biggest guy out there. Yeah. So I leave that. There we go. There we go. I leave that and I can get this evaluation. And I'm like, man, like, all right, what I'm doing, I'm on the right path. Like me coming home was the right thing to do. I got this evaluation. And also like within the uh, couple of days that I was home, I got my first professional contract, which was like, man, like, okay, that was God telling me, like, you came home, you're putting work in again, like, whatever, whatever, maybe I would have got injured during the season, and it would have set me back a whole yeah. months to a year, like, you never know, so that, that confirmation that me coming home was the right thing to do, and so I got to Rapid City, did did what I could at Rapid City. Then I was with the Barnstormers for a week as an emergency backup quarterback. Had some car issues while I was in Iowa for a couple days. Uh, right before I got to Iowa. Um, or right, yeah, right before I got to Iowa when I was in Rapid City, I had to get an oil change before I drove like eight hours through the night to get yeah. to Iowa. And so... I drive to Iowa through the night. I get there. I get my physical. I go to team meetings. The next day, I practice for the first time. Saturday rolls around. We're driving to the to the game. So I'm driving to get to the facility so I can get on the bus. And my car locks up right as soon as I get off the oh. exit. And so I'm like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> and so I end up missing the bus. So I'm like, damn, like I really just came out here to be the emergency backup quarterback for this week. Yeah. And I'm not even get a chance to be out there because this this happened. So I learned that the guys in Rapid City who did my old change, they had uh they uh didn't change the filter correctly until all the oil came out the oil change and locked my engine up. Ouch. So oh. I'm trying to figure out a way to get 
get to the game. I end up getting a getting a uh, a rental car. I drive four four and a half hours, whatever it was, to the game. Drop the drop the rental off at the airport that was in the city. We go to the game. I get back, and then I get another oil change when I get back, to, or another rental car, not oil change, another rental car when I get back to Iowa. And so while I'm in Iowa, they're not really sure if they want to keep me around or not because yeah. they're trying to bring in a veteran quarterback because I was a rookie and the other guy that they had playing was a rookie. And so the coach is like, hey, like if you get another offer, like I'll, I'll re- release you. It won't be any problem. I want you to take that and go go ahead. So that's when Salina called. I got a chance to go out to Salina, Kansas. So again, within the next week, I'm another seven hours in the car. I'm driving in my rental car. And then I got a chance to get my first professional touchdown pass when I was out in Salina in that first game. And then they brought in another quarterback after, after that game. That I, Yeah. So, so yeah, so I get to Salina, I get a chance to throw my first professional touchdown pass. And then they bring in uh, Ed Crouch, who I got to sit under for a few weeks and be a mentor under. He, he's been in the game for a little bit. I'm not sure if you know what fan control football is or not. Have you ever heard of mm-hmm. that before? I have not. The guys like Johnny Manziel, Terrell Owens, and like some other like big, big time names, they were, uh, they played in that league a couple years ago. It's it's run off. I don't even know who runs it necessarily, but they all stayed in like some huge hotel in Atlanta, played their games in the hotel in Atlanta, and they all like played as a team. So he won MVP. Ed did the guy that I was. Uh, sitting under so he won MVP in that league and then he's been a couple other places so he was he was real great to sit under learn learn a bit learn some game from and now now I'm back home chilling preparing for the next season in Carolina so that's that's pretty much that's my story for you is as fast as I get it out to you yeah that's uh that's a crazy crazy journey go from go from not being quarterback until high school, then like going throughout, throughout high school, going, then you end up going to three different schools at, at for college. Don't, you don't have a, you didn't start a varsity game in high school at all. And then you go into college three, three colleges later, and then you find your way in a, the professional game. Like that's, that's incredible. And like, you've always had like those doubters and everything, but like you really put into you you knew what you that you had it in you from the from the start when you're in kindergarten like you said when you wrote down you want to play in the NFL so you knew you had had what it takes to get to the pro level and like just to have that like big of a goal like is is crazy and like did did you get like a lot of like comments from teachers like you want to play in the NFL and stuff like that like yeah so I'm not gonna lie I probably didn't voice it as much as I probably should have grown up yeah. because like it just wasn't really just I hadn't really stepped into who I was meant to be yet so everyone's like oh what do you want to be when you grow up oh I don't know I don't know just stuff like oh maybe I'll be a lawyer maybe I'll do this maybe I'll do that but like really in the back of my mind I'm like I'm, I'm playing I'm playing professional football like there's no 
there's no plan B, like, and that's what I'm set on right now. Like it is plan A all the way to Z, plan one to infinity. There is no backup plan. Like I know people be like, oh, you need a backup plan because what if, what if that doesn't happen and you need something to fall back on? Well, like if I give any thought to that backup plan, then I'm already not 110% into what I'm going for right now. And so there's this, I, I, I'm so, I could go on and on about a lot of different other things and experiences, but like the whole, this whole journey is, is been so, it's been very, very spiritual and like, it's, I feel the push from the rest of the world from 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 the devil like i feel all the temptations and i feel all the pull that's trying to pull me back to who i'm not supposed to be and i feel it's this been like this for so many years and i've i never really understood what that what that why is why is it pulling me back why is yeah. the world pulling me back from something that i love so much and I really, up until recently, really understood that that's that's the enemy. That's that's the devil, like really trying to pull me back. And he doesn't want me to see what I'm supposed to be. He doesn't want me to reach my potential and reach who I'm supposed to be in Christ. Because once that happens, it's game over for him. Yeah. And that's that's when my voice and the voice god gives me through him like that's when i start really changing changing just everything that goes on outside of me and so for the longest like i said like i felt such a pull from from the outside and and i've been fighting it i've been resisting it like there's i'm not gonna lie like going into my senior year there was a moment my senior year of high school there was a moment where after one of the 707s i it was literally the day before my birthday or maybe it was my birthday, the day of my birthday, my 18th birthday, where I came home from a 707 at night after just, just, it just hadn't gone the way I wanted to go once again. And I remember I went out to dinner with my mom. We just sat there and we just sat there in silence. And it was just like, I need to take a step away from this just for a minute, just to really think about what I really want to do. Yeah. And and I was, I was this close. I was, I was so close to quitting going into my senior year of high school. And then if I would have done that, if I would have quit, who knows if I would have got that offer that I received on a text message, which, which is crazy to think that text message came on another situation. That's really no coincidence on like a day that came. I think it was, it was either no, on September 13th or September 14th, which is another like correlation date to a lot of things that had happened in the past that like, okay, it's just constant, just little signs like where things happen on certain days or whatever it may be. That's like, you're on the right path. And it's, and it's whether you want to pick up on the signs or not. And it gets to, it got to the point where, the signs were just so in my face within the last like couple of years where it's like, okay, like now I'm actually paying attention. I'm looking for the signs like the whole time, like 
you could be going for something, you'd be chasing something. You're like, oh, I'm not getting any signs whether I'm doing the right thing or not. But are you really like, are you really tapped in? Are you really looking for those signs, even if they're super subtle? Yeah. And so the last like couple of years, like looking back on everything through my whole whole journey, it's like, man, the signs were there the whole time. Like it's it's go time now. And so, man, it's the quarterback last year on this Carolina team, he, uh, his name is Malik Henry. He threw like 70 touchdowns last year and he played, he played, you know, the TV show last chance you. Yeah. Yeah. So he was on last chance you. And so he played on the team that I'm going to be on this year. And so he got a, another opportunity. And so now the role is up in the air and he threw like 70 touchdown passes last year. So if I can go in and do what he did last year, it should it should change everything for me it should give me a door that that's gonna that's gonna change it all like it's been it's been a long time long a lot of lonely nights you know just where I've missed out on a lot of things like it's a lot of people from like I said the outside just they they've been trying to hold me back from what's what's coming and God, God's been telling me for a long time, just keep going. Like no one can stop what I'm about to do in your life. And yeah. um, I feel closer than I've ever been to life changing forever. And the biggest breakthrough, like, like when, when that breakthrough finally happens, like the platform that, that, that I hope to receive, I'm gonna just, I want to change the world. Like I want to be able to give back to every single person that's ever helped me i want to give back to all the people in the world like this is so much bigger than than me and like it's coming it's coming any day now i just gotta just press forward just a little bit longer you know yeah it's awesome to just hear that and like i know from from just hearing that and like everyone like from watching or listening we'll we'll know for sure that like you're super dialed into this and this is what you want to be you want to be the greatest football player that you can be and you want to be the greatest the greatest at the at the sport which that is which that's exactly like what i want to do like i want to be the greatest that i can be i want to be the greatest in in the sport and it's just it's a it's a grind it's a journey but it's like but like you're putting in the hours putting in the work like you're gonna have the adversity hit and it's just about overcoming every single obstacle that comes your way and just to keep keep climbing and keep getting that one percent better every single day like you like it's it's definitely a grind but it's what makes the journey fun honestly yeah man they, they say the top of one mountain is just the bottom of another you know and so a constant like you say climbing climbing just you really gotta tune out every single thing that's yeah you and that's hard because there's a lot of voices that are coming from a million different directions and it's for me it's i've got to that point finally where i'm just listening to my intuition and the direction that that god speaks through me in and the way which way he wants me to step and it's it's right now it's it's been a beautiful thing looking back on, but it's also like, it's like, man, like why, why me? Like, why was I chosen for this path? Like, but it's, 
I really feel like like when this finally even to the point that I'm at right now, it's I I've I'm already the one percent of the one percent, you know, like yeah. high school not throwing a varsity pass, like to making it to the professional level, it's it's like, man, just to the little kids out there who are just trying to beat beat the outside world and beat whatever is trying to hold them back, whether it's politics or their parents telling them they can't do whatever it is. It's like, you can be whatever you want in this world. Like you just gotta just go, you gotta fucking push and just block all that noise out. And you create your own world, you know, if you just surrender it all over to God and trust his path for you, like it'll come, it'll come. Yeah. And if you, if you believe in yourself and you believe in, in God and like the word that he's saying, like the position he put you in and everything like that, like you can literally do anything that you want, especially like when you have like all that support and everything like the, you, you've been through the training, you've been through the work, you put the work in every single day. So keep believing in that, believing that it's going to help you become more confident in your game. And then uh, believe that you can actually push through whatever, adversity whatever obstacles in front of you yeah man you couldn't have said any better right there yeah but uh like what were what have been like some of the biggest things that you've learned throughout this whole process of going into the professional football game because like at the professional sports it's a it ends up being a business so like what's some of the things you learned and just to help yourself push even more yeah man so so like i told you I think off off the screen it was before I got cut four times in my rookie yeah. rookie year alone. And it's just you gotta know who you are on the inside and what you know what you're capable of is because, you know, sometimes it's just not a right fit wherever you're at. And every every place that you're in it's always going to be a learning experience. It's going to be an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to be pushed outside your comfort zone. Like I was when I had to find a rental car, trying to get to a game, not thinking that that was going to be any problem. And it's just like, I, I honestly thought that I was going to spend my whole time in Rapid City last year. I didn't really think that the way it was going to go, went, was going to go the way it did. And it's just all, it's just all learning experience to push you into make you uncomfortable so that in the long run you can be the best version of yourself. And so what I've learned the most is just you got to take it a day at a time and you can't think too far ahead because when I was in Rapid, when I was in Iowa, the day even when after I left Salina, like it's just always been like, damn, am I ever going to get a chance to play another snap again? And that was just like when you get cut and you're just sitting there on those in-between and those in-between stages on, damn, like, am I really ever going to play again? Like, yeah. someone going to take a chance on me? Like, you never know. You really don't know yeah. when you're those in-between stages, like whether or not you're going to get another opportunity again. And it's, okay, do you quit or do you really push? And if you push past the part where you think you can't is when you can and it's just this is all about just you got to keep going me and me and one of my I'm not sure if you know who Darion Turner is he was at Elmhurst uh he was there for 
like a year, year and a half, maybe. Me, me and him, I, we talk to him almost every single day still. And the one thing that we constantly harp on each other is just the term, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. That's all it's about is just keep going. Like, I got this Muhammad Ali. Hold on, let me see if I can flip my camera. In my room, on my wall right there. Hold on, can I zoom yeah. in? Let me see. Right here. There we go. He's, he's running. And it just says, keep going. Keep going. And that's just, that's just all it's about right there. It's just keep going. Like, whether your path is to play football or hockey or whatever, maybe like when your time is up with the sport that you love, it's like, just keep going because at the end of the day, you're bigger than, bigger than, you're more than just that athlete, which sometimes yeah. like, I have a hard time thinking and like, man, like you put so much time, like so much energy and that's just everything that you think about from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed when you're in season and when you're off, when you're in the off season, it's like, sometimes you got to take a step back and just be like, okay, like this is, this isn't really, this isn't who I am. Like I'm not the sport that I play. And so that's something that I'm trying to learn how to like, be outside of football which yeah. is hard because like you said you, this is something that you're always always doing and so that's just something I'm really trying to learn right now is okay like who am I outside of football so yeah man it's keep going yeah that's uh that that's a great way to put it is to keep going like just be be in the present moment like control you can control you're not going to be able to control everything like you just got to control what like your attitude the work you put in just stuff like that like you can't control what other people think or anything like that or like if someone cuts you or releases you like you don't have any control over that but you can control what you do after that like whether you just give up or you just put your head down continue working getting better every day and just keep getting stronger because those experiences make you stronger at the end of the day. Even if you don't believe it at first, like it sucks, but like you do, you do learn a lot and you do get stronger from, from those, those harsh times. Yeah, man, it's, it's all a mental battle. It's, that's probably the, the thing that I've learned also from just like the whole experience and being cut and it's all, it's a mental battle to keep yourself up here there's yeah. going to be time fall, but you gotta, you gotta just keep going. Like I said, and get back to a good head. Cause if you let it stay down here too long and then that's when you're out the game and it's, you're going to have to find something else to do. Yeah, exactly. The mental game is so, so key to, to your success, to anyone's success. Cause once you give in to, some of the, the BS, like that's when your mentality goes down and everything. And you're just not going to be confident. You're not going to be, you're not going to trust yourself. But like, if you like work on your mental game every single day, whether it be like you're taking hard reps at practice and like you're dog tired, but you still have reps, but like at the end of the day, like you have more reps to give than you, than you think. So if you keep pushing through and breaking that barrier, that's where the confidence the confidence booster comes that's where you believe in yourself more and like that's where your 
your mental side and really, really shines. Yeah. Where do you think for you, like, what do you think has been the biggest obstacle for you to get like to where you're at? Honestly, probably just, uh, just being, being cut. Like I've been cut over the last three years, probably six times. So like every time it's like, you're getting closer and closer, like, Ever, like the coach's feedback gets better and better every single time and it's like you're almost there you're you're almost there you're right there it's like it was really just like tuning in that mental game and just being like i'm right there like just keep going to the rink every single day find something to make make going to the rink fun like i love going to the rink every single day like whether it be like just skating like bag skating myself uh, just taking shots after shots like 100 200 300 shots a day whatever whatever it is just to continue to develop that mentality to just keep going like you said honestly and just that's i think my mental side's really been the one that has changed and has really gotten me to to where i have and also being like a big advocate for my for myself as well like no one's going to do the work for you. Like you have to do the the work yourself. So whether that be emailing coaches, reaching out to them via email, texting, calling them, like you got to put yourself on the map at the, at the end of the day, because no one else will like, sure. You'll have, you'll have your agents that like my agent has helped uh, big time. Shout out, shout out Matt. Like he's helped so much. And like, I appreciate everything he's done so far for me, but like, I, I love just being an advocate for myself and like, having him is like uh having him say it say it as well and like it really brings the confidence that i can play at the level that i'm that i'm at yeah man yeah for sure how long you said how long you've been playing like so you've been playing hockey since you were three you said yeah so i've been playing hockey since i was three but i was uh i was a forward from like when i first started playing playing hockey at like probably age four for like actual hockey yeah and then, so i was four up until I, I was 18 I played forward and then from 18 to where I'm at now at 23 I've been full-time goalie that's pretty wild it's it's a I can't even imagine being behind the or in front of the net I guess you used to say getting them shots fired at you uh, that's did you ever take any like shots like where it hurts ever yeah uh some sometimes like Sometimes you'll get it like the like the shoulder, like it'll hit like a softer spot in the in the pad, and like it'll it'll sting for a little bit. Like the headshots will sometimes sting, but like it stings for maybe two seconds, and you're good to go. You're yeah. and, and you're just like, when when am I seeing the next shot? Yeah. What made you like play hockey? Like what was like I've never even thought about playing hockey. Like what made you decide to do that? Yeah. So. I th I think I honestly just watched like when I was three like I don't know if I remember this or anything but like I probably just saw it on TV and like my my parents took me to Chicago Wolves American Hockey League game which is the league below the NHL and like they've been my favorite team like ever since then like I got I had season tickets for them the last six years until I until this year when I when I'm up here in uh, Watertown but like I've ever since like i saw that saw went to the game live like i was like i want to play like and then i got into skating lessons and everything and i was like 
uh, pretty uh, pretty good at skating. Like it's not not as bad as I thought it was. It was going to be yeah. like I thought I was not going to be able to stand up or anything. But I would I would balance my balance was fine. I was standing up. Like obviously you fall down here and there. And I started playing the playing like organized hockey, like house league and all that. And like that's when I just really love like that's when the love of the game like really grew is just i love like the comp the the competition the competitiveness i love the high intensity like parts of the game and then like as a goalie you're on the ice for the full 60 minutes uh who who doesn't love being on the ice for the for the whole game yeah yeah seriously yeah that's super dope man it's like I was just—I just was about to say something. It slipped my mind when I was about to ask. Oh, I'd be like that sometimes. Oh, I had a bad. <laughs> they really effort. do. Yeah, but it's just been—it's been a a journey, and like I love going to the rink. Like I love getting better every single day. Like I really like just want to keep going up the professional ranks and just get to yeah. the the highest level, the highest level that I possibly can. What do you guys use? for like to watch film while like, you guys watch film like i don't even know how i made that work like you guys watch film i assume for, like on yeah. your opponent like yeah so like there's like the, there's youtube feeds and all that like that's live stream our game so like we'll we'll watch that and then like i'll i'll watch like our practice practices like we have live barn which is like a camera inside the rink that like you could log into and watch like the the practice so like i'll sit back every day every single day after practice for like an hour and just watch practice over again and just see what, see what I can do better. And if I need to change anything, like the way I present myself in the net or anything like that, like I just really take it like, as like a learning tool, like, like we've been saying, and just really try to grow, grow myself as an athlete and grow myself as a, as a professional goaltender. Yeah. So what's the next step for you, like, at the end of the season? Like, what, what's what's after the season look for you? Yeah, so I'd love to go go up a, a level. Like, the, the next level is the SPHL, the Southern Professional Hockey League. So I'd love to go up to the SPHL. But, like, if I end up back in the in the FBHL, like, I'm super happy because, like, but, and it's, like, take it as another – another year of experience to learn, learn the game and learn, uh, learn the FPHL professional game and just, uh, grow as an athlete. But like, I'll obviously go off ice training. Like I'll do probably five, five, six days in the gym over in, in the off season. And then mix in a couple, a couple cardio days. Like I'll usually go like upper body couple, two to two to three days and then lower body the next two to three days with like core in between every every day and then skate at the beginning of the summer probably twice a week and then ramp it up to three to four in the middle of the off season and then five to five to six towards the towards the end of the off season before the season starts oh yeah so you're staying real busy then oh yeah and and I, I I coach kids too, like throughout the throughout the off season, like even in season now, like I coach I coach kids like in, in the even in the evening times, so like just to help the help the younger generation develop and develop that love for the game, and just to help them 
give better. Like I love giving back to, to the community at the, to, to the community at the end of the day. And cause they've done so much for me growing up, like at this level, like you, I feel like it's, you had it, you have to give back to the game and give back to the community. Cause you were looking up to the professional athletes when you're a little kid and now you're that professional athlete. So you got kids looking up to you. Yeah, man, for sure. That's a hundred percent the way I feel too. When, uh, uh, so how's it work? Like with your living arrangements and like your meals and stuff. Cause I know for me, they, they like give you the, let you live in a hotel or an apartment and then you get like your game check obviously. And then they give you like three meals a day. Like, is that pretty tick pretty typical for you as well? Like, yeah so we get so like we get our our housing paid for like our we get housing and everything and then we get paycheck too and then like when you're coaching too like you get an extra paycheck there as well and then you could add some bonuses if like whatever like whatever the organization like gives you like you could get a bonus bonus check and then like pretty much the meals are all on your own but like sometimes they'll provide they'll provide breakfast at the rink like well muffins at in the locker room, bananas, oranges, coffee, stuff like that. When we go to the rink in the morning and then probably go, probably after the, after practice, you go to go to lunch with some of the boys or you just come back home and just cook up. Like I usually like cook up eggs and spinach or something like that. And then dinner is usually like pasta or on, on your own. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So how, so you didn't play in college, you said to me, so how did you, not play in college and end up playing for like explain how that all worked out yeah so it's a weird it's an interest it's a unique path that's that's for sure because usually you go junior hockey then you go college college hockey and then you go then you go pro but like growing up like i like i didn't know what junior hockey was until after until like i was already past the age to play juniors because you could play juniors from fifth it's either 15 or 16 to 21 in in some some leagues so like I didn't know I didn't know what junior hockey was and I was on the smaller side so no one probably would have took me seriously at the time either and then because I was a forward still back then and then I made the switch to goalie and like I really just fell in love with Elmhurst and like I ran cross country and track at at Elmhurst and in high school so like I was like like looking I don't know what made me not play college hockey because I not looking back at it now I would have loved to play college hockey but like I've always been training with my goalie coach who's the AHL Chicago Wolves goalie coach and like so like I've been training with pro with NHL AHL ECHL SPHL, FPHL guys, like my, the last five years since I got into goaltending. So like, I've always had very good competition and realized that I can hang with the, with the best. So like, I was like, I've always had the dream of playing professionally. So like, especially as a goalie, so like when I did make that switch over to goalie, I was like, and when I did realize that I can hang, I was like, I really should push, push this even more. And then last year, went into a semi-pro with the Michigan Independence Hockey League in the MIHL, which is, like, a, de- a developing league into, like, the league I'm in now in the FPHL and the Federal Prospects Hockey League. So, like, went through 
down by HL play played extremely well like especially facing 60 70 shots a night like you develop develop quickly and like it really taught me to, that you got to be ready for anything honestly because you just you never know how a game's going to start like i've had games where i've had 20 15 20 shots in the first 10 minutes of the of the period so you got to be ready from the start it's like you're always going to be under the fire so you just got to be ready right away and then that really helped me develop into having that mindset that i do and then just having the chance to come play in the fpho with watertown has been nothing but a blessing and like i love i love i love the spot i'm in right now and like the organization hell yeah man that's super dope so explain to me like the tiers of hockey i just know about the nhl so like explain to me like the way the way it goes a little bit yeah, so it goes NHL, which is obviously the top of the top. Then it goes the American Hockey League, which is a feeder into the NHL. And then it goes East Coast Hockey League, which is a feeder into the AHL. And then the SPHL is like a completely independent organi- uh, independent league. So it's not a feeder league in anything, but you can still pull players up from the SPHL to the ECHL. And then the and then it's the FPHL, which I'm in right now, and the Federal Prospects Hockey League, which is also an independent single A minor league, uh, professional league that, like, if guys get injured in the SPHL or get hurt or something like that or called up to the ECHL, like, FPHL guys can go to the SPHL, the ECHL, like wherever. And then there's a bunch of overseas leagues, leagues as well, over over in Europe, and there's probably. 500 different leagues over there that's crazy that's actually crazy that's kind of how it is with football there's a bunch of leagues in europe and shit too so damn man yeah, how, how, how does it go and go, go in football for you so so like there's the nfl and the cfl and then i guess i guess you could compare like the usfl and the xfl almost yeah. on this year is the cfl almost and then, and then you have, I'm trying to think, and then you could probably put the, the arena leagues that I'm in right now, right, right on that, like yeah. tier. Th- so, cause then there's the NAL and then they have the IFL, which are pretty comparable leagues. And then the IFL is just like, it's been around a little bit longer than the NAL. So I think people might say that the IFL is better, but. It's just kind of just that league's just been around a little bit longer. But, like, some of the guys, like, the league I was in last year, so, like, the CIF doesn't exist anymore. That all those teams are now in the AFL. They brought back the original Arena Football League. Yeah. They're bringing that back this year. So, it's going to be the AFL, the NAL, and the IFL are, like, the three indoor leagues. And then the Fan Control Football League, they're bringing that back sometime in the summertime i believe so like there's like four like indoor leagues that are all right there on that tier three they're all comparable because like last year when i was in the cif uh justin gilbert who was the fourth pick in the nfl draft in 2014 he was signed with them so it's and then there's a bunch of guys on like there's a guy on my team that was in the nfl that played in the NFL for a couple of years, I believe. And then 
I know on the Omaha beef team that will play early in the season, they have a couple guys signed that were in the NFO. So I don't really know why they have, like why they just don't combine all these leagues into yeah. one league with 30 teams. But, but yeah, I'd say they're all pretty comparable. And then they have like the lower, the lower indoor leagues and stuff, which you could call semi-pro, I guess. And then, and then you got your semi-pro, semi-pro where it's like outside, like in the area, stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I'm hoping after this year I can get take a jump into the new XFL, USFL, or the CFOs. That would be a, a huge, huge deal if I could do that at the end of the season. Yeah, no, that that'd be sick. And just gotta think about it, just one percent every every day, and then like you never know what could happen with opportunities that come up, and you just gotta gotta just gotta be ready for those opportunities. Yeah, man, it's just for the longest time, it's just I just keep believing that is. I'm 24 hours away from from life changing forever, you know, yeah. and the day before your biggest breakthrough looks like any other day where I'm sitting at home talking to you right now, chilling, just working out, you know, tomorrow I might get a call yeah. that would be one in a million where, Hey, we saw this, come on out. We're going to, we're going to jump you to this league or that league or whatever it may be like, it's just, it's just, that's how I take it. Every, every single day is just like tomorrow could be the day that changes my life forever. And it's, and it's just, I just got to keep going until that day yeah. happens. Eventually it's going to crack or eventually it's going to break and it's going to yeah. fall through. I just can't give up, you know, and same with you, man, just keep grinding. Like if your ultimate goal is to get to the NHL, man, like, keep putting in the work every single day to get there and keep developing and keep figuring out what you do really well and keep figuring out what, what you struggle with so you can make that into something you do really well. Cause that's the thing, same thing that I'm doing over here too, man. It's just, that's, that's great. That's insane. The journey you've been as well, man, like that you didn't even play college hockey and now that you're playing professionally, like it's like you're in the 1% of the 1% just like me, man, yeah. it's, it's for real a blessing is it's crazy. Like that's super, super dope, man. It's just, it's a grind. Just keep grinding. Like I've thought too, cause how old are you right now? 20, I'm 23. 23. So I, I'm 25. So it's like, like sometimes like, like I feel with my, how my career has gone, like my body is super fresh so I could play this game until I'm 45. Yeah, me too. Like, like I, I got the body of a, of an 18 year old kid. I feel like, like, I feel super fresh. I've always been super healthy. I've never had any like really bad injury or anything. And it's just like, man, like my time could come when I'm 30 or 31, where I'm just now making an entrance into the NFL. Like, it's just like, like you just really don't know until you just keep going. Like, is yeah. if you just don't give up, like anything could happen it's just don't give up yeah I, I i love like talking to you about all this stuff like i love like learning about your story and everything and how uh like we're we're very similar in like the mindset and everything it's like i'm super blessed to be able to have you on have you on the show so i just want to say thank you again for everything for everything you've done for coming on the show and i always want to wish you the best of luck with with this season coming up and 
we'll uh just never never give up just keep going and uh it's a it's about the journey and not the destination yeah man i'm i'm appreciative that you asked me to come on we gotta shoot it up a little bit learn about each other's stories man i'm glad that we got to finally meet and get this rolling and we can like just keep tapping in over the however long forever now you know we're tapped in forever now you know and just oh yeah pushing each other and just love to see where you're where you're headed and i pray that you get to get to the nhl man and you just do what you're supposed to do keep keep grinding your purpose bro for real like it's it's been special i appreciate yeah. you yeah i appreciate i appreciate it and like i want i wish the same for you hopefully make it to the nfl just keep keep grinding and just we'll